0: guys welcome back to the one broke actress podcast season five episode 12 that means this is the season finale of this podcast yes we've come so far holy cow i hope you guys are having a very safe quarantine i hope you are maintaining six feet of distance between you and other people and i hope those of you in homes have not yet murdered your significant others We're doing okay, right, Caleb? He's (laughs) barely laughing. Oh, guys. All right, let's get to some stuff for the podcast. Listen, this is... Uh, the final episode of the season. It is, of course, sponsored by WeAudition.com. We Audition use code Broke25 for a $7.50 membership. WeAudition has been super helpful in the past couple of weeks, and I know they're gonna be even more helpful in the weeks to come because they are hosting online casting access platforms and workshops. They are getting actors to work with each other during this quarantine time. And they're doing tons of Instagram lives and producing lots of content. And they're just doing a lot of good for the world right now. So thank you so much. We audition for sponsoring this and the rest of season five of this podcast. We love you guys. Use code broke25, y'all. Maybe we'll do a big meetup with them when this all wraps. That would be really fun. What do you think? Darren, hit me up. All right, guys. Uh, Let's talk about this episode. This is something you guys asked for. Uh, It made me extremely uncomfortable (laughs) uh we had Cecilia of Laurel Canyon Creative interview me you guys asked more from me and so we're gonna give you a whole episode um we're gonna go over a lot of things and a lot of questions you guys submitted to me about creating a podcast about why I'm doing what I'm doing where my career has gone in the past couple of years kind of gonna talk about all of it um We also hit on at one point in the podcast, the fact that um, I'll be straight up with you guys, that the podcast is not actually a a source of income for me. It's just a hobby. Uh, And Cecilia mentions that there is a link in every podcast where you can donate money should you choose. Um, I feel like donate's the wrong word, but whatever. Um, we recorded this way before all of us lost all of our jobs and all of this stuff. And so, although we do mention that link in this podcast, um, please don't think that that is something you need to do whatsoever. Um, and honestly, right now we're all just getting by. So, uh, you can gloss over that. Of course, it's just something that exists. Um, one day perhaps we shall use it, but please, 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 please take care of yourselves and your finances first Um, That is the most important thing right now. Take care of yourselves, guys. I hope you guys are doing great out there. And I hope this comes as a little something for you to enjoy. Um, Also, super quick side note, we did decide to push our self-tape April, our self-tape roll for a little while. Basically... There's just too much going on. We all kind of are floundering all over the place. Um, But if you were interested in doing that, I suggest you do it anyway. Um, The things that I had planned, we will do another time. Uh, And I know Audrey, of course, from the podcast, Audrey Helps Actors, does her self-tape May. And I plan on getting involved in that. So um, do whatever you can to keep yourselves busy and sane. and, uh, And I shall be also taking a little bit of rest. So without further ado... Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Valentine. All right, well, uh, here we are. I, I'm just you.
1: you I know. know what? I'm you, gonna shut
0: the fuck up. Yeah, you you're in the
1: you're in the hot seat today, so uh, it's gonna be interesting because I've never interviewed anybody in my whole life. So, do you want to kind of introduce yourself first? Okay. I,
0: can, I can't help but direct
1: the ship. <laughs> no, you're gonna have to direct, <laughs> otherwise, it's gonna go like I doubt everywhere. It. You're a very organized person. Thank you. Um, I am Cecilia Tripp. I uh, am from Laurel Canyon Creative, which you've heard of on the show. We stepped in last year. Yeah. Last year to help Sam out. Um, Don't know how much we're helping, but it is nice to have a sounding board. You are. (laughs) Trust me. Somebody to bounce (laughs) ideas off of. So uh, that's kind of where I am. I am also an actor, but Probably an actor second now I would say I'm I'm more business owner first which is a crazy switch but
0: yeah and you know what you're about to be next
1: yes a mom so excited I'm just ready for my bump to show because uh I'm so tired of looking like I just eat a lot
0: (laughs) do you just feel like you have a burrito belly
1: Uh, it feels yeah it feels like you know um when you eat an entire pizza because I did the other day. That's when my, that's, I put up a bump picture on. Yes. Yes. And that was right after I ate a full pizza. I was like, I can see it. It really looks like one. We just need to get you a shirt that says, like, I'm pregnant, not fat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's Even though you look adorable. Great. Well, thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. So. And how do we know each other? We know each other, God, because we went to school together. Technically, mm-hmm. I guess. We were in the same acting program. I was mm-hmm. a freshman. Sam was the cool senior. I mean, all seniors cool. were cool. Yeah. Slightly. I mean, you enter an acting program as a freshman, and you are wide-eyed, and you see the seniors, and you're like, I'll never be like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Like
0: one of 12, and there was like, what, six or seven girls?
1: Yeah. I don't even remember who was in your class. Literally just you.
0: I was like, oh, there was that's so funny that you only remember me
1: yeah wait was hannah duncan in yes your class? okay because i loved her too she's so, so great
0: yes now she's running a theater company oh god i know good job hannah it's crazy shout what out to, to hannah up. duncan i love hannah duncan
1: yeah um and then we reconnected out here when you were getting ready to do one broke actress blog version because mm-hmm. i was working on a blog and you were like meet up with me and tell me everything you know and i was like
0: she wants to meet up with me so (laughs) did you feel like it was such a role reversal
1: (laughs) oh my god it was no but i i still had stars in my eyes so oh my god i don't think those will ever go away i (laughs) (laughs)
0: listen if they're still there i can do no wrong (laughs) at this
1: point yeah so today is sam's episode day yeah which i'm so amped on been pushing for a while i was like your people want to hear from you your story It's so weird
0: because I just feel like I'm the platform for others to stand on and it's weird that people care. But I've been better about it this season. I've been trying to put myself on Instagram and give like my own advice. It just, I mean, I'll tell you guys this flat out in the first few minutes of this podcast that I still don't feel qualified to necessarily give advice because, I mean, I have what, like, A handful of credits on IMDb. I have like two or three co stars. I have like one or two guest stars that I got because I knew someone basically. Like it's just so I still feel imposter syndrome all the time. And I feel like I'm just trying to find, I'm still trying to find my exact right reps and my right combo. And so I just want to make sure no
1: one thinks I've figured it out, but I've learned a lot of things that. I wish I wouldn't have done. <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't it crazy too? How I feel like imposter syndrome is just such a thing in our industry. And I mean, it's really been the main.
0: It's come up in every single podcast. I
1: feel every like every season was one. networking, and yeah. this season has been imposter syndrome. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's it's absolutely insane because nobody ever feels qualified. Yet here you are, and everybody is like, "No, you know something." We keep coming back. We want more. So you're doing something right you're figuring it out. well what you're doing is you're doing the things that nobody else is willing to take the time to do which is ask other people the hard questions and really hear what they have to say about it which is I think what makes this so different yeah is you're giving people a safe space to give their honest opinions about the industry and so therefore you're learning and everybody else is learning at the same time which makes you really valuable I like that yeah. That takes a little pressure off me. And yeah. Un- well, I, that's my favorite thing to watch when we're doing recordings is people just tend to kind of relax into an episode with you.
0: That's, you know, it's so funny. I, I always feel the same way. And that's why I like to take our photos and stuff afterward mm-hmm. is because there's a candidness that comes out of people after you've had a full conversation. And I've always been the kind of person where you sit down next to me on the airplane and I know that pr- people tell me their life story so quickly. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I really wanted to watch three episodes of Vanderpump Rules on this plane, but I guess I'll hear about your daughter's divorce. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think that I, I don't think that's something that you can necessarily, like, bottle. And yep. so maybe that is that's, a good thing.
1: That's your special key. So let's, let's dive into our questions. People yeah. have so many for you, but we're going to start oh, with mine. Oh, yay. Okay, great. Let's start with your questions. Let's do it. <clears throat> okay, so my first question for you is because this is kind of what brought up I mean everybody's been following your rebrand and everything like that but you haven't really dove into the podcast and kind of how it's evolved Mm -hmm. so how do you think the podcast has changed from season one to where it's at right now wow uh
0: that's I'm so excited to talk about this because the podcast has been such a it was such a I was so excited to do it and then I started doing it and every season I get to this point where I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? Because it gets so hard. Like around episode like five or six, I'm just like, we're halfway through and I, I hope that you can't tell that in the... In the you listening cannot. to it. Okay, great. You cannot. Because you just get kind of tired. I think it's the same reason I love acting so much is that I don't love – I always think I love consistency, and then as soon as I have consistent things to work on, I'm like, God, what a boring life.
1: <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. And yeah. then it'll
0: come out, and I'm like, oh, this is actually amazing, and something will pop on an episode, and I'll just remember why I'm doing it. I think when the podcast started – I was really concerned about how I sounded, and I was really concerned about what I was putting off into the world. And I would go back, and I think you can kind of hear it. Listen, my first episode with Sarah Mornell, she's awesome. I think I'm terrible because every time she talks, I'm like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I felt the need to respond to every utterance, which is something when people tell me they want to start their own podcasts. That's my first piece of advice is listen to yourself a couple times because you'll understand – You don't always have to respond every time someone talks. You can just nod or smile or something. It feeds better in a podcast, first of all. Uh, But my first couple episodes, I was so concerned about sounding professional, about uh, trying to get great information that was like, A listicle or a tidbit or a tip or something. Never been heard before advice. Right. That I could put in some, you know, programmed structure. And like, I was also looking at, as I still do now, I was looking for like, how can I elevate my career and blah, blah, blah. But I also didn't know who my audience was quite yet. And I, got, I would get very self-conscious, like I said, of what I was saying and, oh, what if someone who has a ton of credits and acts all the time hears this and is like, that's not true advice, that's not... So I was very self-aware. I edited out all of my ums and uhs. <laughs> I can still tell you when I say um... On, I, look, I can I can see the sound waves. I know what an um looks like in oh sound God, wave form seems, now.
1: That is funny because
0: I used to edit them all out, and I don't do that anymore. I only edit when something crazy happens, or there's a big interruption, um, or if someone says something and they're later like, oh, can't even take that out, which doesn't happen very often, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I'm less self-aware of when I'm talking. I have more confidence in what I have to add to the conversation. I used to just have the other person talk at me more, where now I feel like even though – you guys, to be honest, my credits from three years ago till now have not changed. I have maybe two more, I think, May, like and a commercial. Over a three-year span, like one booking a year. Like it, I, It's just so rough. It's crazy to think about. But – I I haven't amassed a list of credits that should make me so much more of an authority in the time period since I started the podcast, but I've realized that the things I know and have learned over my almost nine years in LA are still worth something, even if it doesn't amount to something on a resume. And yeah. uh I think the confidence that I bring to talk to guests has changed immensely. And also having a, a list of podcasts behind us now and having like over a hundred Apple reviews. Uh, that really helps me to be a little more bold in asking people to be on the podcast. And I've also—is this going to be the longest question answer ever? Wow! Well, I've, I've people also, are interested. I've also learned that like people like doing podcasts and they want to be asked on. And you don't need to have the best equipment or a really cool setup or anything like that. I've had re- you know I've had great people come in when we recorded at my house. I've had equally awesome people come in when we recorded at the studio at Second Home. I. And it doesn't matter the sound uh, quality, the equipment quality. Nobody really cares unless you're like a sound pro. But nobody really cares as long as the content is good and
1: consistent. Yeah. Well, and and I, it feels more real and genuine and honest, just the way that you're doing it. You're not cool. you're not trying to put up a facade, or, or you know that you have more money to produce this than you do. You you're very honest and. In that, you know, this is a passion project 100% for you. And it really feeds through, you know, everything that you're doing. Thanks. With it.
0: When I started the One Broke Actress in general, I was nervous that I was going to maybe start this thing. And who knows what would happen, like, if no one saw it or if a bunch of people saw it. I was nervous for a while. Like, what if someone sees me, like, babysitting? Like out taking the kids to their soccer practice or something and then someone, th- the, it's the reason that I wanted to be so honest from the beginning that I do have a lot of side jobs, I do not get to work acting exclusively is because it took a lot of pressure off of me to be this perfect specimen of a quote unquote working actor if I just say it like it is, I'm 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 not hiding the fact that I work two or three other jobs on a weekly basis or that, you know, we live in a, a although lovely, two-bedroom apartment. I'm not trying to be... Like, I drive a rental car, like a leased car Yeah, that's not even very good. Like, I just think being honest from the top has really opened a lot of doors for me to continue to be honest and not try and have any facade about how cool my shit is, because I don't really
1: give a yeah. shit. Yeah, Well, and that's the thing. Like, when I hear some of our guests interviewed on other podcasts and when they come on here that that is exactly what they want to emulate when they're with you because that's what you've given from the top they don't want to hold back with you they don't want to bullshit anybody they're like oh this is the interview where I can say really what I want to say and not feel like I have to even put up any kind of I love that. Yeah.
0: I also think there's something about That's having great. a small audience not being, you know, the Dax Shepherd of podcasts <clears> where people can be a little more open because, I mean, I have like two to 400 subscribers. Yeah. So the the num- the numbers are wild. Who knows? 500, who knows? Uh, but whatever it is. <laughs> we should know, we but should, we don't. You know, uh, every website says a different number. Yeah. Uh, so because it is a smaller and it's a niche audience, people feel more comfortable because like I say every time. CAA and UTA are not
1: listening and if they are samvalentine.net thank you <laughs> seriously <laughs> oh god well okay one of our questions was somebody wanted you to dive deeper into your rebrand but let's let's I want to know, has your rebrand for you and your acting career affected the way that you approach the podcast in terms of the guests that you bring on, the topics that you want to cover and things like that?
0: Um, I think we've covered it on some podcasts like Leah Hubner's, because she did, does my headshots a lot. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot about it. I think I talked about it a little bit with Audrey in the episode one of season five, I don't think it's really shaded the podcast in any way because I made it uh, a blog post and I didn't really want it to be a part of someone else's journey yeah. thing. I feel like if people have that sh- their own story to share about their redoing their look or their package or whatever, I feel like it's come up naturally. Yeah, uh, and I think I'm I'm hoping as I go about refilming my reel later this year, knock on wood, coronavirus. "Quote unquote," if I can get the money to do it still, uh, and the people to do it, that I would like to continue to take everyone through that journey. And yeah. maybe it'll be podcasts, maybe it'll be Instagram videos. Like I don't really know. I'll still continue to like share it with people. What yeah. am I doing? But uh, do you want me to talk a little bit about what my career has been like since I changed everything? Yes, that is
1: one of the questions that I <clears> was going to. Okay. Swing us
0: into ready so. for <laughs> this. Ready for this bomb drop here? Oh God, let's hear it nothing's changed.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God.
0: I cut off seven inches of hair. I dyed it. I took new headshots. I'm working on filming a new reel. And I have not had a single audition since December 12th. Boom. That's some realness for you guys. I don't think that I necessarily expected anything to change right off the back because one, it's pilot season Mm -hmm. and pilot season had 55 working pilots right now, it was very star studded, very short yeah. um, and very quick. And so I don't, I didn't expect to go out for pilot season. I expected to go out for like a guest star and a pilot or a co-star and stuff like that. So I am a little disappointed about that, but I also haven't had the time or resources to redo my reel to match the new look yet. Yeah. So I'm actually working on that, like I said, as we speak. And I think once my reel matches the package, I think that will be, an amazing like putting the pieces all together but my goal for this year was to do it without any expectations so I'm still Mm -hmm. trying to have that I mean I still know how many days ago my last real audition was but I think that once I put all those pieces together then I'll have some momentum also hopefully with this film coming out in April knock on wood guys everything we're saying today is just completely up in the air because the world is is insane um but hopefully if that happens it could get help me get some more meetings and with that and my real changing hopefully that would take me to the next step um but I do think it's important to say that I I this is also just something I wanted to do for me I wanted to grow up a little bit yep um, I wanted to, it's so funny. I think I'm the only girl who's ever cut like all her hair off before her wedding.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> you are not wrong.
0: But I just, I was ready to grow up a little bit. It's easier. It's, it's kind of fun. Uh, I was prepared to match, like I said, in, when I talked about it, I was prepared to spend the money it took to do this. Um, and I'm prepared to sp- to put in the time and effort that it's going to take, for yeah. casting directors to want to call me in for the roles that fit this look as opposed to that. I think it will just be a matter of time. Um, and then this my second biggest point about this is because I mean we can't not talk about coronavirus. It's shut down Hollywood in the last week pretty much completely. Yeah. So, I don't I, because coming off of pilot season, I thought maybe I'd pick up a little couple extra roles maybe in a I mean I'm acting like I get roles all the time. I would hopefully go out on a couple auditions to fill some uh, episodic spots or some, you know, something at the end of at the 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 tail end. But uh, I haven't, and I don't know if I'm gonna get an audition for a couple weeks to a month, depending on how this goes.
1: I mean, Uh, nobody. It's just nobody's working on anything right now. Productions are shut down. Auditions are not really happening if they are it's self tape and it's God knows when they'll actually yeah, shoot. Yeah. Who knows? Because nobody is willing to get together in big groups anymore. Um, I was going to say, how have you as somebody, I, I feel like I'm consistently rebranding, but I guess that's because I work in a branding world. Hmm. How have you managed your, I know you said you didn't want to go in with any expectations, but how do you manage um, you know, deciding to do something and spending that amount of money and not seeing a significant change from the outside world on it right away? Like, how do you keep yourself off of the negative mindset that I feel like a lot of actors when they go through a big rebrand tend to spiral into because they don't see something change right away? I mean, that's that's a really good question. <laughs> uh, I think because I li- when
0: I made, I do a like a strategic future plan at the beginning of the year that's like, instead of like, here's my goals, it's like, here's what I want and here's the steps I'm taking to get there. Uh, So it's not just a, you know use the powers of the secret it's like
1: i i which is a movie coming out oh yes
0: it is Oh god Uh, God knows when um but i i write out strategic steps that i think would help me get from one place to the other but on the top of that page i wrote so so big and like i colored it in and it was do it all with zero expectations and i think the only way that i've been able to at least partially maintain that is the fact that i've been doing this for so long that I just know better than to expect instant results from anything from, from an eating plan, from a workout to a complete actor rebrand. I just don't think that it takes this town moves so fast, but at the pace of a snail, it's crazy. I think if, if I've learned anything, it's that it takes like 10 years to get to a place where you're like, sit around, where you get to sit around and wait and um, I'm almost at that 10 year mark, so I feel like things are gonna pop. They're coming. <laughs> They're coming for you. But uh, but yeah, I just had I've just had to have a lot of like patience and remind myself that I did say and I told like my fiance Caleb, I was like, listen, I, I'm not gonna have any expectations this year. I'm gonna do this with no expectations. I'm just going to to do what I think is best and just cross my fingers that I'm making good choices. And if not, I'll figure it out again later. And there have been da- there have been days so far where I've been like what is everyone else doing that I'm not? I feel like I do all the things and I still am sitting here waiting for the email to pop up or the phone to ring. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I've been trying to work on being grateful instead for the opportunities that I've made for myself and that I've done things that's been helpful. I wish there was a simple answer to not go crazy but I think finding ways you can check your acting box that fulfill you are better because I don't want to be the girl who, you know, finally books something and then it wraps and I'm like, oh, God, now what am I going to do? Like, I don't yeah. want to be the now what am I going to do person, like always looking to the next thing because I've been that and I'm tired of it. <laughs> I just love sitting down at the end of the night like everyone just wants to get back to their couch and have a glass of wine and watch a TV show with whoever is in their home whether it's a dog or a person or no one. Yeah. Do you
1: remember, let me think how I want to phrase this. Do, was there a certain time when you remember that switch happening from being that girl who was like this project wrapped now, what to realizing that's not what you wanted to be anymore.
0: I think it's only happened in retrospect because Mm. I'll think Brian Unger is still one of my favorite podcast episodes. I, I believe he was season two. Uh, he spoke about, he's like a a career is just a series of things that you put together slowly over time. And uh, every once in a while I'll get a little ungrateful or I'll think like I should be here or doing this or doing that. And I'm not, and I'm the only person who's not. And I will look back and I'll think, oh, but I have also done a lot of shit. And when I was doing, you know, when I, at the beginning of last year, I filmed a co-star and I uh, filmed a commercial within a month and during that month i did not feel fulfilled and i had just gotten engaged and like we we're Aww. and i was still thinking about the next thing during that time so i just have to remind myself that even when i was quote unquote having a great like upswing i didn't feel like it was like the way I feel like that would feel right now if I got it, if I was um, waiting to film something as soon as coronavirus kind of like stopped, you know, everyone's in their house like, God, I wish I had something to look forward to or whatever. But I do have a shit ton of stuff to look forward to. I just don't know what it is yet. Uh, and so just remembering that I have had those times, I just wasn't paying attention at the moment is kind of fulfilling to me at this point to yeah. be like, well, it's it, it'll happen again. I just
1: have to keep going until it does. Yeah, oh god. And that keep going is just so <laughs> rough, god. Um okay, so another and we talked about this briefly before mm-hmm. we recorded, but um we'll dive into it now. How many hours a week are you spending on the podcast? Okay, I'm going to pull up an email I wrote
0: that I've written to a couple people at this point because people often ask me
1: how much time goes into the podcast. Yeah, well and I think they're curious too, uh, you know, what exactly are you doing outside of just the interviews? Totally. What does that look like for you? I'm going to pull it up because
0: interesting question. Okay. Uh, Okay. So I found it. So here is a, a basic breakdown of how much time this podcast takes. Okay. So scheduling, I'd say about an hour and a half per episode because I will have to go on my Google calendar. I create time slots uh, if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast or doing anything that uh, implies inc- to someone else finding your time, I highly recommend this go to Google Calendar, you can create appointment slots and then you can just send a link to people of all your appointments. It changed our lives this season. It really did. Yeah, it was so helpful and so because um, Cecilia and I record together so she can take pictures and she can take notes and she basically like houses us (laughs) as a producer Um, so I take the time to look at my calendar, create slots and then I run them by her, make sure they fit her schedule and then we ask someone if they can do the podcast, then they confirm and then between back and forth I send them confirmation emails. Emails and I make an information packet about what we could possibly talk about. I have them sign an online form and get that back to me. And then I send all their parking info and everything they need to know the day before.
1: That's already more than I realized <laughs> we were doing. So <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just got overwhelmed mm-hmm, by it. Mm-hmm. Good, um, good. So that's
0: what goes into getting one person to sit down in front of me. Um, and then recording itself usually takes two hours, even though about an hour only goes out to the listeners. Uh, by the time I've greeted the guest, had small talk, done mic check, we start talking, we finish talking, we usually wrap up, and we have one or two things we talk about off air typically. Now we do the quick questions videos and we take pictures. So that's usually about two hours. Um, And then uh, editing and completion of the episode, usually now you send me your notes, which is great, because then I used to have to go back and listen to the whole podcast again because I batch them, obviously, and I want to make the intro and outro current, so I save that for the week of to record. And uh, sometimes I'm like, what did we talk about? And so luckily, Cecilia takes notes for me, and I look at them, and then I I edit the intro and outro with sound, um I upload it after I've created it into one MP3 file and then I have to upload images and put it on the blog and schedule it and everything to go. Um and then posting it and getting my social media images is another like 30 to 45 minutes based on the week. Um getting the little quick questions videos made takes like 15, 20 minutes. Um so that is a little over five hours of time per podcast. So that's what sixty hours a season, yeah, ish, right around that. Um, plus whatever emails I have with like a sponsor, potentially, uh, or answering. Not doesn't include the emails I get from listeners or responding to things on Instagram. So I mean, I'd probably say it's closer to eighty hours per yeah, podcast season with say, the emails and stuff. Not,
1: that's not including any of the small content that you're just kind of putting mm-hmm. up to or keep it, up with it.
0: Yeah, or that's like I sometimes sit down and just brainstorm about stuff I want to talk about or people I want to try and get on. Or uh, so it's a fucking lot. Imagine it's if a I job. Got paid. Twen- it's a part-time job. If I got paid twenty hours, twenty dollars an hour for
1: that, that'd be such so a dream. Well, that leads into the last two questions specifically about the podcast. Great. Somebody wants to know how can we support you in the podcast? Do you have discount codes or affiliate links Mm -hmm. or sponsors or anything like that? And do you get money if they listen on a specific platform? Do you have any fundraising um, plans for the future or... These are great questions
0: because um, I love money and I don't (laughs) Don't make any from this (laughs) adventure. Um, I... Okay, so first off, the first things first is the best way to support this podcast is doing the free things, which is writing a review, giving it five stars, and sharing it on your social media and word of mouth. Like, those things are the best things. If you are by your friend, you're like, oh, you know, I listen to this podcast. It's great. Send it to your friends. Share it on your social media and write reviews. That is hands down the best thing you can do for the podcast, and it's free. So I encourage everyone to do it. Uh, The reason that I haven't really tried hard to monetize the podcast is honestly, and this sounds so like Mother Teresa of me, but it's really not, um, I know how much money you guys make and it's not very much. And I really don't want to sell you things that you don't need and that I wouldn't buy if I were you. So I've been very picky about the things I've brought on. Um, Right now our number one sponsor is We Audition. If you guys do get a membership with We Audition, if you use that code, BROKE25, for your um, $7.50 a month membership, I get $7.50 if you keep the membership for more than a month. That's it. Just like a one-time, like, I think I've made um, $15. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Fifteen's <laughs> more than
0: zero. But I mean, in, in an effort to be purely honest, like that's that's literally the only money I've made. Um and so I I've considered doing more. I've considered having other things. We're on a platform now called Anchor, and on Anchor I can have a donations link where people can Uh, give money to me in the podcast, which would support, you know, me having honestly just at the base level, I don't need any more equipment. It would just support me having time to do the podcast. Uh, so I can start sharing that, I suppose, with this one. Um, I'll put it in the show notes to this podcast. Um, if you, I guess I could put that at the end of every episode too. Yeah.
1: Now I feel like that's a good introduction. Now I should just start. Yeah, I can, I can totally do it. Then it's all on whatever people feel comfortable doing.
0: It's true. And you know? you, I mean, you guess you could give like a dollar if you wanted. Exactly. Um, uh, but it's, it, yeah, I, I've been so, so careful to not ask money of people because I am you guys and I know how tight money is and the option to buy a third love bra or an audible subscription <laughs> is like uh it's not often in the cards because we literally don't have an extra fifty dollars to spend on something so I've just been very picky about what I've brought to you um I and I listen that might change in the future I might decide to do regular podcast sponsors I Everything I've ever said has been countered or contradicted at some point in my life, so I never can say never. But
1: I mm, just—I get really weird about money stuff. It's so hard. It's so hard as an actor to ask for money because you know it—it just feels like everybody's doing it all the time, and you're like, oh, I just can't. I know, and I I I feel like justify it. I make enough money to pay my
0: bills, and I know some people don't. And so, for me to also ask for more money always feels weird. And maybe it's also like a very nice Midwest gal thing of me where like, listen, I'm gonna be completely honest. Like I was raised in a white middle-class family. My parents paid for my college. Like I don't have crippling debt. I live a lifestyle that is beneath my means so that I can pay my bills. Uh, so asking money from people has never been something that I'm super comfortable with.
1: Well, as your producer, I will say this. Nobody is going to give money who can't.
0: And Cecilia also makes zero (laughs) dollars doing
1: this, by the way. She gives hours of her time and makes zero dollars. And yes. And I see how much work and how much dedication you put into the podcast that I am very encouraging of at least starting with the anchor thing and it being a donation because... You are providing something that is invaluable to these people. They couldn't have gone and found out all of this information on their own. They, they don't have the means to find the people, reach out to the people, talk to them, um, do all of that. So I think starting by asking for donations from people, who, the people who want to support you and can support you will, and you're not forcing anybody else to do it if they can't do it. I mean, everybody understands that you understand where they're coming from. So yeah. right. donate I mean, everybody. Yes. Just guess start donating. <laughs> she does work really hard. I do.
0: And I would like to pay you one day. That's really one day, but
1: I really, I have a lot of fun doing this. So
0: <laughs> thank God for you. I truly, uh,
1: we have a good time. So we'll move from podcast questions now okay. into your actor and career questions that you got because okay. I think a lot of people are curious because where you're at in your career feels above a lot of our listeners but also feels very attainable and very exciting. Yeah, I think. it's really not. It's not above anyone's.
0: <laughs> it's so funny because it it's, feels like I don't do anything, you guys. I feel like I work all the time and I don't feel like I, – I don't know what the – feeling of like I'm officially a working actor is but I don't feel it
1: yet okay we're gonna dive into these actor questions so okay. the one the first one you got was how did you go about getting your current reps
0: uh okay so I'm in a little bit of a pickle right now with my representation much like a lot of you I formerly had a theatrical and commercial at the same agency it was actually the same person. I felt as though she was kind of uh, had so much work going on and I didn't feel like she was getting me as many auditions as she could because it was really quiet on her end. I think she was just over her head. And I mean, submitting clients for theatrical and commercial is a lot. Yeah. And so uh, my current manager and I, and I'll go into her in a second, we decided that it would be best for me to find a new commercial agent and then we would work on theatrical because I had to, if I was going to leave the commercial side, I was going to leave both. So I left and then I signed with a new commercial agent uh, back mid-summer of last year. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I'm actually back in a situation where I might be changing it again. Um, I might delete this from the podcast or I might not. Who knows?
1: (laughs) Well, then let's change the question to when you are thinking about changing it, because I think for first-time actors, especially for me, this is like the thing that feels so heavy and weighed down. Reps. Yeah. How do you go about your search for them?
0: Uh, okay. Here's what I think you don't waste your time doing. Sending out 800 emails to reps at CAA and UTA and WME. <laughs> like, I love you guys, but you don't have money for them. And those companies, if if you just break it down to cash, think about how much their rent is for those buildings in Century City. Like, it's a fucking lot. And no offense, but your you know, $500 a year of commercial money for them is just simply not worth their time. Yeah. Uh, so I I personally have always gone with smaller businesses. I've never been with a big agency unless I was with a couple of bad commercial <laughs> agents along the way. Um, but I – so I specifically will see I, – I only submit to people – who I have some sort of connection to or if I think they're just perfect for me. I will often go, so for my last rep search, for example, when I found my new manager, I went to my um, school page, so I'm at John Rosenfeld, I went to all the pictures of the latest actors who've booked, and I looked, every single one of them, there was like 20 at the time who were like on the scroll, and I looked up all of them and their reps, because we already had some in common, because we already trained at the same place, and so we were similar actors, so I had something to use in an email. So I looked up all of them and I made a list of all of their reps and then I individually looked at those reps and I, so this is like, this took time, but like not that much time like it took oh, a couple days like of, an
1: afternoon yeah of like writing it down you just like turn afternoon. on mm-hmm. if you're
0: like me you turn on a background TV show typically something of reality because it's the only show I can turn out and tune yep. back in on my, at will <laughs> so you turn on a Real Housewives and then you pull out your laptop and you just start making a list like I used to try and make it this formal thing where I like sat down with a pen and paper and like in a proper desk and no I'm just like sloppy on my couch my salad bowl is still out the like Real Housewives are on and I am good Googling like it used to be so much harder when I was first in LA I made copies of my reels onto DVDs and I burned and I bought stickers for them that had my face on them that I would stick onto individual CDs of like DVDs of my reel and I sent that in a package to people I probably spent hundreds of dollars on this and not one of those people ever called me in for a meeting so the way I've got meetings is through knowing people and through utilizing like through lines they IMDB pro now has a thing where it tells you what you have in common with certain productions, certain people. And I've looked at that too, to be like, Oh, actually I have a friend who loves their agent. But anyway, so I would pull up a list of actors who had booked. I would pull up their agents and then one by one, this is like all on IMDB pro too. Yeah. It's so simple. If you can't afford a membership, split one with your friend. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah, (laughs) find somebody. Jeff Bezos has enough money. Because if you didn't know, Amazon also owns IMDb. Oh, God. Yeah, they do. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It's wild. So he's fine. You can split a membership. He doesn't need your money. So you can get on there and look at the reps. And then I look and see how many people they have who I think are my type. And I'm kind of like – um, pretty to girl next door, like somewhere in that mid-range, like could be a bitch, could also be the nice girl. But like they're you, you kind of know your type in a way. And then I look and see who they have and if they have a bunch of blonde girls who look like me, but not a brunette girl with blue eyes. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll highlight them on the list. I'll send them an email. Uh, when I worked with Brian Pataka a couple years ago, he had me then take that list of my top like eight. And I sent a massive email to... Every single person that I'd ever worked with, acted with, interviewed, all of my network, basically. And it was the hardest fucking email to send, by the way, because I thought I looked like a a, a mediocre actor. I thought it made me look bad to send. And basically what it said was, hi, if you're on this list receiving this email, it's because I value your opinion in the entertainment world. Um, some of you might have received this email who were listening to this podcast. And I said, uh, if you I just wanted to check uh, if you happen to know anyone on this top eight list, uh, these are some representatives I'm looking to speak to in the current future. Um, uh, and if this, is isn't, it, what did I say? If you don't know any of these people or, um.
1: It's something about disregarding it. Yeah.
0: If if this is, uh, if this is not something you feel like answering, no worries. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm. Like, and so people could just delete it. I got 36
1: responses. Oh yeah. I was going to say, cause I know, I remember getting that email and if it's somebody, if that truly is a list of people where you value their opinion, you know that they also in some way value you and they're going to be willing to help you if they can. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I told them, I'm like, some people just responded and were like, I don't know them, but great, good for you, good luck. And I was so embarrassed to send that email because I kind of associate it with being a thirsty actor and of needing something from other people. But you kind of have to be a thirsty actor. You just have to do it in a, in a really good professional way, well, in,
1: in a respectful way. Yeah. You have to know, networking feels thirsty in general but I feel like the way that you handle it and the way that a lot of people I know handle it there's like a fine line between being thirsty and annoying and being thirsty and being respectful Mm -hmm. and I feel like something like that isn't going to cross a line with most people
0: yeah and it didn't and yeah the people who responded back were very very kind and if if any of those people on that list I think I sent it to like 300 people that I keep my in my email list and uh, the people who, if any of those would have sent the same email to me, I would have said, uh, actually, I know her and I can't give you a recommendation, but here's what I know about her office. Like, I would have sent something helpful. Yeah. And it's so funny that I consider it not Cool if I do it, but totally fine if someone yeah, else does <laughs> if somebody's reaching
1: out to me, great. I will help you in whatever way. As soon as I have to send the email, absolutely not. Yes,
0: but anyway, that's what I did. And I ended up actually uh, getting some contacts through that. Some A couple people also said, I don't know them, but my friend just got promoted to a full-time manager at this management place. He'd love you. Here's his number. So, And then from there, I sent out a pitch packet, which I kind of, if you go to Brian Pataka's episode of the podcast, we talked a lot about that. Um, But it was basically like my one-page sheet of a welcome letter, quote-unquote, but I made it fun and quippy and like a breakdown. And then I attached a page about one broke actress with lots of stats that we made together and then uh, my resume. And then I sent it along with some pictures as a Google Drive so no one had to download anything. They didn't have to jam up their inbox. It was just a link they clicked and had access to. Um, And so that was my pitch for my management, and I ended up getting with a manager who I had actually previously worked with a couple years ago. Uh, So now I'm in archetype management and that's how I got back with them was taking a meeting through all of that process. So it was a lot of work to get to one place. But like, why wouldn't you want to put in work for the people that you're going to be sending money to?
1: Yeah. I I just feel like you have to be willing to do that at least that much.
0: And it's another example of the long game, right? So, oh God. I could sign with Some shitty manager, sorry guys, but I could sign with some mediocre manager who has like posters on, you know, like light poles around Los Angeles tomorrow, but I don't want a manager who is just taking everyone. Like I want to specifically target someone who I'm going to fit for because I've learned the hard way that just having reps is not, helpful. I've actually learned that lesson many a time. Reps is a tough. It's like dating someone, right? Like it's, it's so you're not going to hit it out of the park the first time and if you do, you are the person who married their high school sweetheart.
1: Mazel Tov! Looking at one. <laughs> I did not hit it out of the park with my first reps, though, so that is a fact.
0: Even listen, you can't get your can life twice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'll take Garrett. That's fine. Um, what was I gonna say about that? Uh, the dating. Oh, I was gonna say, I feel like that the whole take your time to find your reps feels. Almost like a privilege. Like when you first move out here, it feels like the rep thing has to happen. So you want to sign with anybody just so you feel solidified as an actor in some way. Well,
0: we all just want to be
1: like, we all just want to prove at the end of the day
0: that we're doing the right thing, right? Like, exactly. Aren't we all just proving someone at home wrong who thought we couldn't be actors? Yeah who are just waiting to, you know, I have people all the time who are like, aren't you going to do TV? And I'm like, Oh my God, thank God for you. And I think about them during TV auditions sometimes, right? Like we're all just trying to prove to someone that we actually are an actor. And it's so hard when you come out here, when you do anything in this business, I think just like me waiting to get auditions for a couple months, it feels like every moment you're not with the right reps or every moment you don't have reps or every moment you're not auditioning, it can feel like you are missing opportunities. And I have just had to come to terms with the fact that that is not true for me. And I have no evidence to support it other than the fact that my life is still awesome. I love someone. I have dogs. I have side projects. I have shit going on all the time. And I know I'm working in some capacity towards something and letting myself think that that I'm not wasting my time, that I'm not missing out on opportunities is the only way I can get up in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I
1: think that's the most important thing for first time actors or people who are just moving to LA or New York really need to hear is that it is okay to have a life outside of acting and to feel like that life is not taking away from this career that you're trying to build.
0: If it's not actually, if you're not like partying every night, which
1: by the way, you should do for like
0: a second and then reel it in.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Give it a go. I mean, why not? Everybody loves a good party streak, but (laughs) at the same time, it feels amazing to wake up on a Sunday not hungover. So, (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, Okay. So how many times per year uh, do you send out postcards? Do you have any postcard advice?
0: Not as often as I probably should. Like, I I keep referencing Brian Pataka's episode, but he was a great one talking about he's very good at marketing. He did that life coaching where he talked more about it. Uh, since I've worked with him, I'm a little better about sending them. I probably send them two to three times a year at this point. To me, that's been worthwhile for my money. I feel like it's mattered. Uh, I also make a digital form of that same postcard, which I use this design app called Over. It's, it's like $100 a year. It's stupid expensive. But I write it off <laughs> because I use it for the podcast and the website. Um, But I use that to create images for my postcards so they're not boring. And then I use that same like image for my postcard to make an email that goes out sometime around that time. So no matter what, someone's going to see it, even if they just click delete or throw it in the trash. I usually make sure I have something to say. Sometimes I'll send two postcards for the same thing. Like I sent one last year when I booked AP Bio and then I sent one when it was coming out. Uh, both having to do with, like, I'm an EMT. Do you need an EMT? Like, it's d- dumb stuff like that. Um, I've been known to send ones that were like a coupon for a free audition from me, <laughs> which. which just oh God so you know, I love that. Auditions are free. <laughs> but, um I think it's funny. If you are
1: paying for an audition, don't go to that audition. Don't go to that audition. Please, <laughs> please, please. If there's anything you take away from this episode, don't go to an audition you're paying to be
0: at. Sweet Jesus God. Yes. Um but I'll I'll just try and make them fun because if, if you're gonna Listen, it's expensive. If you do through uh like VistaPrint, which by the way, I'm a huge fan of VistaPrint right now. If you guys didn't see it, I recently Spent spent $105 sending out postcards for my UCB show and I put a quippy little thing on it like Sam Valentine, SAG actress slash generally clean person. Uh, hope to see you at my show. Promise I won't shake your hand. I was super fun and funny and then UCB closed. <laughs> so we, we Woo! Corona! Yeah, probably won't be having a, a show anytime soon, but I reached out to them and I told them and explained the situation and they gave me all my money back, even the postcards that already be sent for yeah. real. Postcard Vista Print. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe it. So, that was awesome. So, I'm a huge fan of them. Uh they'll they'll send it for you, and so that service is expensive, but postcard stamps are expensive, and mailing things yourself is your time. So, decide what's more important to you, but I think it's just it's also just something it's not quite busy work, but it's something I am doing to actively promote myself when something's going on. Uh, If you feel like you have nothing going on, I would actually say that's a good time to question what you have, what you've been doing, and – find a way to have something going on like if you're like oh my god I haven't sent a postcard in six months have I done anything in six months maybe it's time to reevaluate where you're putting your time right like maybe you do we have self tape roll coming out maybe you do uh, Audrey helps actors does self tape may you could do a postcard that says I did uh, a complete self tape may and I learned a ton want to see Call me into your office. You know what I mean. Cute. Like these That's are good cute. ideas for you guys.
1: Use that, guys. Yeah. That was a free good postcard.
0: <laughs> Little tip for you. Um, but I, you know, find fun ways to even if some people write postcards when they've had really big auditions or callbacks. I have yet to feel comfortable to do that just because I'm so in my head about sharing auditions. But I mean, if you do a friend's voiceover, like you can tweak things in L.A. and make it sound like it's a way bigger deal than it actually is so you can do that if that if that's what you need to do it to send it but also if if you're really low on funds to do something like this then create a really quippy email and send a casting director email instead like don't spend
1: all of your money on this if this is going to be your make or break right yeah so going off of that then how do you come up with your list of people who gets those postcards is it different than how you do the reps is it a much bigger list
0: Um, It's similar. So I have a list of casting directors that I have been in for and a list of casting directors I want to go in for. They are always on my list. So that's my personal casting director list. I have a list of all the commercial casting directors' offices and commercial casting directors have their own list for me. So I have, like, my casting director list, my commercial casting director list. And then at the time, if I am actively looking for new reps, I use that list as well. So I keep them all separate so that way I can actively change them. Um, and you have to – it's called, like, a CSV. You have to convert your Excel mm-hmm. to a CSV. Yes. I mean, these are all things that sound complicated, but guys like YouTube will guide you through all of these things. Or Cecilia because you seem to sound very confident in Excel <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I uh, Yeah. Love CSVs. They're great. Um, okay. So we already kind of answered that question. Okay. So I'm going to move into these more personal questions. Um, do you save money or do you invest money? Okay. So remember how I said I love money.
0: <laughs> um, we love I money. save 10% of everything I make. I'm supposed to save 20. I save 20% of my acting jobs. And of, like, a big, chunky paycheck or residuals or something like that. I don't get big, chunky residuals b- very much ever. Uh, but we're today- <laughs> manifesting that. <Matt. laughs> today I got a check from – and I was like, Caleb, let's play a game. Let's see how much it is. And we both guessed about five times higher than it actually was. Oh, no. But that's okay. Uh, so I – like I said, I saved 10%. That's also because I saved money to pay taxes – Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you'd consider that saving, but I do have, I have a checking and savings. And then I also have an Acorns account, which is technically invested because it is invested in like stocks and mutual bonds and stuff. I put $10 a month into that fund. I built it up to $1,000. So that's my emergency fund. I'm just going to be very real with you guys about how this works. Um, I built it up to $1,000 just to have that in an emergency fund. And then I add $10 a week just as my quote-unquote investment. I also have through Acorns. It's so easy, you guys. I will share my link. I've literally never heard of this. Really? I'm like... It's fantastic. Wait, I'll give you a link. I have an IRA through Acorns. Oh. Which usually getting IRA sounds like such a long process and you have to have, so a, you have, to have a minimum and stuff. You don't have to on this On app. Acorn, you don't? You don't.
1: What is my IRA through? Yeah, I don't I mean, know. Garrett Probably like Vanguard
0: or something or I Schwab. Have... Who knows? Caleb's taught me a lot about this stuff. So I um, I put $10 a week into my IRA. because okay. So it's technically $40 a month. So I save, quote unquote, I invest, I guess you could say, $50 a month. If I had to at the end of every month put $50 into something, I would probably be like, oh, no. But because it comes out once a week, I'm like, oh, yeah, $10. Yeah, not it's even like, thinking about it. It's, it's not very much money. Uh, so I don't think about it. So it's a really great place to have an IRA if you've considered having one. If you don't know how to start one, they manage it all for you. It's technically through Vanguard, which is actually a bigger, massive company. Um, they're very secure. It's fantastic. I mean, nothing is great right now because stocks are so down, but it is still an IRA. So you don't pay taxes on that money, yep. um, which is great. And so if I got a big chunky check, I'd probably put some more money into it. Um, so that is a great place. I'll include all these links in the show notes. If you guys want to check them out, uh, I highly recommend that for quote unquote being a part of the investor world. You just don't get to pick your own stocks in that. They just Mm -hmm. invest them smartly for you, which to me at this point in my life is fine.
1: Yeah. I don't have the energy to look into what stocks I want to invest. I like
0: to, I like to just take my brain out of it. If you really like, uh, simplicity, they'll do the roundup thing on your purchases and put that money into, uh, savings accounts or an IRA uh acorns is the regular savings and then um, acorns later is the ira it's great really love it and you can access that money at any time if you choose to take it oh, out really yes without fees or penalties wow. which was my big thing i didn't i wanted it to still be considered an emergency fund if something happened so i can pull out all of that money if i wanted to at any wow. point in time. I have so, no idea
1: this existed. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Yeah,
0: I'll hook you up with it. It's great. So that's what I do with my money. And then I have a actor credit card that I put all of my acting stuff on. So postcards, headshots, clothes, um, makeup, uh, acting classes, actors access, telecasting. So I, like I have a separate credit card for that specifically. So I have. it's very easy to write it all off at the end of the year.
1: Oh, that's smart. I mm-hmm. should probably start doing that. Look, even I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is a habit or practice that you've put in place that has positively affected your life?
0: I started structuring my morning this year uh, much better, which has really saved me, even if I only have like 30 minutes. Uh, I meditate to Headspace just because I need somebody to lead me through it in some way. Uh, after I, So I make a cup of coffee, I meditate and then I write some things down, even if it's a to do list or it's a journal or whatever it is. I just write things down, just putting pen to paper, like, kind of like grounds me for the day a little bit. And then I go on about my day. Sometimes I'll drag it out and I'll like draw a doodle and then a to do list and then a journal entry. And then I'll like check in, like, I'll just sit on the couch for an hour first thing in the morning. Uh, But then it's just adding some sort of structure to the beginning of the day because sometimes my days start at 5 a.m., sometimes they start at 9. There's no consistency. (laughs) Ever, ever. So having that little bit of, like, sitting there comfortably. And, I mean, I love – I'm very jealous of people who can get up and turn on their light and start their day meditating in bed, drinking their lemon water and blah, blah, blah. Like, I get up, I panic, get my dogs outside before they pee in the house – I try and remember to make a cup of coffee with the filter in the coffee pot. <laughs> like it's, so having those few moments to sit on the couch before I run out of the day has really changed my uh, full outlook to like sit my ass down for a second.
1: It's amazing what a morning routine will do. Whatever your morning routine needs to be, yeah. having it consistently. Before I got pregnant and sick and all that, and I had my morning routine where I was getting up and I would journal and then I would hike and I would come back. My days were so much more productive. Yes. Consistently.
0: Even if you have, like, if you don't have anything else to do that day, that morning I will figure out what I'm going to do with my day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the night before, if I get really anxious or stressed or feel like I'm not doing enough, which I know some of you feel the same way before you go to bed, we run through that mental checklist of like, oh my God, I haven't had an audition. My career is falling apart. La-da-da-da-da. And if, it, if you guys are like me, it happens at about 1030 right before you close your eyes to go to sleep. <laughs> uh, and so sometimes I will journal at night before I go to bed too. Just don't do what I did the other night, which was leave my pen uncapped on my white comforter. (gasps) Oh, that broke my heart when and fall asleep on top of it. Yeah. So now
1: we have a a little blue tie dye. (laughs) Oh God, I'm the queen of leaving my pens out. Oh God, but I I do love journaling. Um, In terms of personal and acting, I think this is something a lot of people are interested in. How do you balance your personal Relationship and having that life and planning your wedding and doing all of these things for your acting career, have you found a balance? Is it working or is every day just to figure it out? No, <laughs> uh,
0: sorry no. about you guys, the harsh uh, reality. I haven't really found quite a balance yet because uh, Caleb's a writer too, so he granted he, his income is very steady at the moment knock on wood coronavirus thank you mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh, it's it's hard because sometimes the, the and the longer you've been with someone the more shit you take out on the person you love the most right so there are times <laughs> when Right. I know there are times when I will get so frustrated about something or another or or if I do book something and my face breaks out or, you know, I just I feel fat and he's like getting totally like I have taken a lot of my shit out on him and I thank God for therapy have learned to um, check myself around that time. Sometimes it's before, sometimes it's after. And I check myself (laughs) we're a work in progress and I will realize that I'm not actually upset at my partner. I don't actually not want to spend time with him. I don't, it's just because 17 other things are reeling through my brain and I've had to learn to communicate my ass off to say like, I am mad that I haven't gotten an audition or I am mad that that went the way it did or I am frustrated because I have a busy day tomorrow and I'm anxious about my um booking or my audition or my photo shoot or whatever and I'm taking it out on you and I want to apologize so now I preempt everything when I have a crazy week coming up I will sit him down (laughs) this is I'm just basically talking about like personal relationships at this point I will sit Caleb down I'll be like listen I'm going to be really stressed out this week. And I just want to let you know that anything I say between Tuesday and Thursday is just about me. I'm going to pretend like it's about you, but like, it's just about me. And I'm just going to preempt that on Sunday. (laughs) I'm going to apologize right now. Uh And I'm working on, I'm trying to get better, but I do, I, I get frustrated sometimes with day to day life things. And it's not about the day to day life or the person who's I'm with. It's about me. And I've had to really learn to try and delineate that and communicate that. And Um, as I've gotten older, my friendships have gotten, I've gotten closer with a smaller group of people. Mm -hmm. I feel like I used to have a ton of friends and now I do still feel like I have a ton of friends, but, uh, the people who are still my closest friends, I don't need to see them two times a week anymore to still be their friend. I don't need to text them five times a day to still be their friend. I think that's also something that comes with age that just doesn't necessarily have to do with like career or anything. Um, the people who stick will stick um, and they'll be there for the long run. There are people I've invited to my wedding that I haven't seen in a year and a half, but they're still some of my closest friends. So that eases a little bit of my tension. Uh, I'm. They also, we're all in a stage of our lives where we're working our asses off and nobody wants to go out on a school night anymore. No. <laughs> so that really lessens the amount of time you have to hang out with someone, right? Mm-hmm. So I've... I've tried to have specific times where I do see people and I make that a priority of that particular day. But everyone knows from the top that I'm a flaky actor and that there is always a chance that I will not be at something because I do need to sleep eight to nine hours. I do need to not have a beer on a Sunday because I have shit to do on Monday that involves my face. I guess it's not like lessening. It's just like keeping the important ones. And yeah. people e- email me all the time and ask that they can pick my brain or take me out to coffee. And I very rarely have time to. And that's an unfortunate thing is I wish I had more time to help people, listeners who reach out to me. So I try to answer their questions via email and stuff. Um, but I don't have as much time as I wish I could to meet you guys outside of here. And I'm going to be honest with you. We were planning a meetup. <clears throat>
1: yes, we were um, for the
0: end of April, and uh, it's still not completely off the table yet because who knows. Um, but we were going to have a one broke actress meetup um, at the end of April after the self tape roll we're going to do. Um, so we'll, we're just going to ride the Corona wave and see. We will. We and will see if what's we're still happening do and
1: it. if, if <laughs> this is going on through the end of April, I will lose my mind. So weird. I love my home and I love being with just Garrett. But I am an extrovert. I get my energy from being around people. And I, if I have to quarantine myself <laughs> until
0: next April, I know I will not survive. I know we're gonna have to do a lot of Zoom and like <sighs> Skype meetings for the podcast. Seriously, <laughs> um,
1: I don't know how much time we have. Do we have time for another question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. I'll edit it. Going. It's fine. Keep em going. Um, uh, what are you doing? To fill the time that you have, or what do you do to fill the time that you have that's not necessarily related to acting that still makes you feel fulfilled and not have that reeling brain at the end of the night? Um, well, it used to be counting calories
0: and working out. <laughs> so <laughs> honestly, uh, I have now been, I've been in, in recovery for an eating disorder for a little over a year technically, uh, and so I no longer try to make that the thing that I do because I used to think that the thinner I got, the more successful I would be. It's a vicious cycle oh God, in this business. It's so, business. Hard. It's so um, hard. So, I mean, I, I just do what everyone does. I, I read a lot of books. I should watch more TV. Honestly, I've been trying to watch more television shows. Um, I'm going to, um, maybe like this week, so this will be a little old by now, but I'm going to make a list of what I'm watching and what I want to watch for everyone because I think people are going to have some time over the next couple weeks at home um I hang out with my dogs I I'm always I don't know I always am doing something I feel you like, really are I don't know why I, I don't feel either. like I don't have much shit going on and then my schedule's full
1: I know it feels <laughs> like the weeks fill up really fast yes
0: so I think when I first came to LA it felt like I was stagnant but I think once you find something and like having this as a side project we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I don't remember the last time that I actually had nothing to do. Mm -hmm. There's always something I could be doing for acting. Like I could always get on We Audition and read sides with someone. I could always pick up a script because I have a catalog thanks to my acting school. I could always watch a movie and watch a scene and try to recreate. like... Uh, for one broke actress I could always be posting or writing an article like there's there's always something that I feel like I should be doing so it's actually I've had to do the reverse I've had to tamper down my I should be's into like what's actually important versus like I'm I'm gonna go read my book club book after this which I'm reading educated
1: it's great if you guys haven't read it <laughs> there's nothing better than reading a book on a day when it's overcast and raining you huh. you're not allowed to go anywhere because the world says you can't so <laughs> what a do dream a lot of reading
0: <laughs> Going to do a lot of reading. And if you guys feel like you spend all your time worrying about acting stuff, I just can't recommend enough um, doing something else. Yeah, just let go of that pressure, I think. Yeah. it's Make sure, obviously, you know when you're working, right? You know when you're bullshitting and you know when you're working. And if you, like you know, are, are actively in class and actively watching shows and stuff, and you feel the need to do stuff all the time. Like, there's such a pressure now that, like, oh, she was such a hustler, blah, blah, blah. People say that about me, but um I'm at home a lot, like, petting my dogs and reading a book. Yeah. So if you think I'm a hustler, then y'all can probably chill out.
1: Yeah, then you guys <laughs> can definitely relax. You're doing enough. And you know what I, – I think, too – you know when you're not doing enough.
0: Yes, you totally know when you're bullshitting yourself about your busyness. Mm-hmm. You totally know deep down. And if you haven't read the book "The War of Art," that I is never have. oh my god, you can take it home with you. Oh please, it's like a one. You it's like one page. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> so I've already watched all of the TV. It's a it's a book basically about procrastination and mm-hmm. um re- oh what's the word I'm looking for resistance. It's a book about resistance and if you're feel like you're uh, checking off things off that list from that book, you're good. I'll give it to you. Sounds
1: okay, great. I'll look at it. Okay, well, our last ones are quick ones.
0: Oh, great. Should we save them for I like a quick I was going to say, questions? do you want to do a
1: quick questions? I think we yeah. can. let's do it. I put on mascara today. We're, oh, we're my funny. God, I didn't, but pregnant, <laughs> so I have an excuse. <laughs> oh, this was so fun. Yeah, yeah. this was good. I, I I really think people are going to enjoy hearing from you. Yeah? It's just so nice it is so nice to get to know the person behind who's making everybody else as comfortable as they are. Truly, I love You're you. I couldn't do this without you. Oh, we have so much fun. I know. We do can't wanna... talk too much. I, I am hormonal. <laughs> <laughs> do
0: you want to um, pimp out Laurel Canyon Creative at all?
1: Uh, yeah, Sure. Follow Laurel Canyon Creative on Instagram. We're not as active anymore. I'm I'm pretty focused on getting the work done that needs to get done like <laughs> for my clients. And then I'm sleeping the like, rest of the time. Building limbs in yeah, your body. You know, nobody tells you how hard growing a human is, but it's hard. Yeah, we'll talk about that at some point. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But oh. no, you can follow us if you need any web design or social media management anything you can find us we do we do all of that yep and now she's a podcast producer as well so hit we're her up we're trying
0: she is yeah
1: uh okay
0: so i'm just going to do the outro now because i'm already Go here for it, girl. uh guys this is the end of season 5 <laughs> woo we, we made it. it we've done it we made it through a you know it's so funny We I should state <clears throat> that we are recording this on March 14th and by the time it comes out at the end of this month I don't know a lot has changed in the past five days and I don't know what's going to change in the next 15 so I'll just pretend like everything's fine and uh, I'm going to tell you guys that I thank you so much for listening if you've gotten this part in the episode and still listening to my voice thank you guys for following on Instagram um, I'm going to continue to punch out some content for you. Uh, in between podcast seasons, I already have a full roster of people I want to have on for next season. If you know of someone, you can reach out to me. If you want to be on a podcast um, and you have good things to share, you can reach out to me. I, uh, I'm i really excited about where we're going. I'm not going to stop doing content, even though coronavirus and all this stuff, we'll have Zoom meetings if we need to. Um, we're just going to continue to just be awesome people. You guys, we've made it through five seasons of episodes and I can't believe it. It like makes me want to cry a little, but I'm not going to because then Cecilia will cry and it'll just be a broom of women Everybody's crying. Um, and uh, I love you guys. So thank you so much for listening. Um, Thank you, Laurel Canyon Creative for production help. Thank you, Maggie Zavo for your beautiful theme song. And thank you, We Audition, of course, for being our number one sponsor of this season. Use code broke25 for 25% off, and uh, I suppose check out the link in this bio if you want to donate money to the podcast, basically, a.k.a. to me. Uh, Guys, I love you. I'll talk to you in a few weeks.